Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Derek Morris. And I'm Anthony Kent, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Derek, tell us a little about today's program. You know, Anthony, I'm excited about the program today, ministering to children in our community. And our guests have really experienced a miracle as they've followed God's vision in reaching children in their community. This sounds like an exciting program, Derek. It is, and as we look at what Jamie Walker is the principal of a school in Only Maryland, and Pastor Nathan Krauss, who's worked with that vision, to see what God has accomplished through a relatively small group of people is really quite remarkable. That sounds really interesting. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm hoping that our viewers will not just think about uh, do they need to start a school necessarily, but what does God want each one of us to do to yeah. impact our community for Christ? Because children, they're, they're such a, a valuable group you know, that we want to reach and they're, they're available to the gospel in some ways. And uh, it's a valuable period, isn't it? It really is. And I, I think we'll, we'll find some stories even in this program that will bring inspiration to many hearts. Exactly. So uh, thanks for being with us for Ministry in Motion today. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, ministering to children in your community. I want to welcome our guests, uh, Jamie Walker and Nathan Krauss. Glad you could be here. Glad to Thank be you. here. Thank and you're you. part of a great miracle of God in a little community mm -hmm. called Only Maryland. Yes. So Nathan, maybe you could start. You're a pastor of a congregation there. Uh, tell us a little bit about Only and your ministry there. Okay. I've lived in Olney for almost 10 years now. And people who've lived there a long time tell me they remember when it was a little quiet town in the country. We've seen it grow, grow quite a bit, actually, uh, even since I've been there. A lot of becoming very commercial, but a lot of residential neighborhoods as well. It's a quiet, very nice, close-knit community. Now, you've been there 10 years, and actually, Jamie, you, you arrived a year before. Yes. And you actually were part of this miracle that we're going to talk about today, because uh, what brought you to Only Maryland? After graduating from college, I was an education major looking for a teaching position. And so I interviewed at the Olney Adventist Preparatory School and was accepted there. And so I taught there for nine years and now have been the principal for two. Now, I know a little bit about the history of your school. I know that it's, it's, it has a huge impact in your community mm -hmm. now, but it was just a little school started by a little church in a little town. <laughs> so what was Olney... Adventist preparatory school like when you joined the team 11 years ago? When I joined the team, we still had several multi-grade classrooms. Um, we did service a lot of um, both community students as well as um, so Christian and non-Christian students. Um, but we were developing. We were growing. We were founded by this small church of committed believers, but we had growth to do. Now, Nathan, when you came to Olney, about the same time, within a year of Jamie starting teaching there, um, how many members were in this church and how many children were uh, children of, of the members of that church? Um, we had about 98 members, I think, on our record books in the church when I came. And um, we had quite a few children, actually, because of the school. Not, not a huge number, but I, I think proportionately there were more. 
And um, most of the children in the school were not actually members of our church or family members of our church. So how does a little church uh, find the courage? You said there were quite a few children, but not enough to start a school, really. No, not at all. How, how does a little church find the courage to say, we're going to minister to the children of our community when no. they, the resources are so limited? I think it really was dedication to God's mission and God's vision for that church. So oftentimes we may have what we have planned, but really allowing God to take over and lead in that. And I think that's really what the, the church members in this little teeny tiny church did was let God come in and do great things with their yeah. small. The founder of the, I, neither one of us were mm -hmm. able to be privileged to be a part of the founding of the school, but the founder, um, I remember her talking about her intrepidly going to the church board and saying, would you possibly open the doors to have a school here? Because obviously it's going to affect the church. You know, every five days a week being used. And the church welcomed it with open arms and said, we want to do this thing. Um, yeah, the walls get scuffed up more. We have to deal with space and time constraints and sharing spaces and scheduling. But is it worth it? Absolutely. We have these precious children on our campus every day. So you have this little church, kind of pristine, just a few people attending, that's willing to open up its facility and have a, an army of little boys and girls come charging in there. Mm -hmm. yeah. What did that look like, uh, Jamie, when you, you started teaching there? It's kind of a, a dangerous proposition, isn't it? It wasn't a really well-established school, but mm -hmm. had a, a bold and courageous vision. It was, and you know, the church members were always very open in sharing not just space, but resources. Our mm -hmm. children used their Bibles, our children used their songbooks, and there was never a thing of, well, this is ours, you know, you put yours over there and we'll put ours over here. It mm -hmm. was an open, welcome commitment of community among the church and the school. Yeah, now, Nathan, important. we're going to talk later about what it might look like for viewers of Ministry in Motion in their community because not everyone will start a school. But uh, you're trying to meet budget for the church and, and do things in the community. How is it possible to be so extended in a ministry to the children through a, a, a growing Christian school? I think what happened was the members of the church began to see a need that they said, this is our mission. This is uh, maybe the backstory, which I didn't mention earlier, is that there was a Christian school in the community which had closed the year before. And so in one summer, you had a couple of people who were very committed to saying, we, we're not content with not having a Christian school for our children. And in one summer, the whole thing was birthed. And, um, so the church got on board and said, okay, this is an opportunity for us to minister. And they did support it heavily with resources, financial and otherwise. And as the school has grown, they've grown into that capacity where they could say, now we own more of that. And, and they, of course, are meeting their own resources mm -hmm. quite well. So, meeting We're going to talk uh, in the next segment of our program about miracles that you've seen of God's provision and how people have been impacted. But Jamie, maybe you could just share one story of maybe someone within the church family, mm -hmm. but apparently there were many children of uh, members of the community mm -hmm. uh, whose lives have been impacted. Is, is there a story that comes to mind as you think about uh, lives being changed? Sure. We had a, we also have a music conservatory, which we may speak about later, but um, we had a student taking piano lessons, was invited to come to the church and provide a special music. And when he came, he said, there's something different about this community. Mm -hmm. 
children are appreciated. Children are special here. And the next two years, his family um, went to their church and tried other churches in the area. But he, he was eight years old at the time, yes, right? Yes, eight. So, no, so this was not like a, right. a college graduate right, assessing right. the educational program. And, and, but, you know, now two years later, they're coming back and saying, you know, we can't find this anywhere else where children are valued, at, both at church and at school now. And it's just, it's, am, it's amazing to see God work like that. So he's enrolling for next school year mm -hmm. now. So you, you, you've got a marketing director who's now 10 years old, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, make, making a difference in his life mm -hmm. and, and now becoming a kind of a PR person mm -hmm. to let other people know in the community. Uh, right now, percentage-wise, uh, how many students are from children of the church members mm -hmm. and how many from the rest of the community? Um, we have probably about 25% of our student population does not go to our church. And so it's, and many go to other churches of our denomination, of our faith in the area, but are traveling from Virginia, from um, Bowie. They're traveling 45 minutes to an hour every day to come to see what's different and unique in our community. And members of other Christian churches and even, uh, non -Christians and even non-Christian churches, yes. Uh, we're gonna talk in the next segment of our program about uh, some other things that this little church is doing to minister to children in their community. I know there'll be lessons that will impact your ministry. So stay tuned for Ministry in Motion. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. We're talking today about ministering to children in your community. If you're just joining us and missed the first part, you can go to our website at ministryinmotion.tv. In fact, there's lots of resources there that will be a blessing to you. Our guests today, Jamie and Nathan, glad that you're here. Jamie Walker, principal of Olney Adventist Preparatory School. Mm -hmm. I said that right? Yes. Yeah. And Nathan, you're a pastor there in Olney, Maryland. And you've been part of a great miracle of God, reaching out to children in your community. Jamie, you mentioned before the break that in addition to starting the Only Prep, as it's called, condensed title, uh, you also started a music conservatory. Yeah. How did that work? Um, it was a vision from a music teacher that was coming in to actually work at the school and said, hey, this is, this is a great way to get your community involved in your church, involved in your school. And so it's very simple. It, we contract different professional musicians from within the community to come in and teach both our school students as well as community members in, in music. And then we try and invite them to come in and perform at the church as often as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, I heard from you during, during the break that this was a high caliber person who started this program. We're not talking about someone that was just looking for a job somewhere. Right, right. right. He was actually finishing his doctorate degree at Peabody School of Music and so was beyond qualified for everything that he did at our school. For and a K through eight yes. uh, school. Yes. Mm -hmm. And here's another opportunity of opening the doors mm -hmm. to the community. Uh, what happened? Did, did children start coming who weren't even members of your school? Absolutely. Um, we have members, not even just children. We have a lot of children that take lessons, but then their parents started trickling in. And so it really became this way of us to a way for us to minister to these families and meet them where they were, who they were, but then to teach them more about the love of Jesus. And I've happened to attend your church one time, and I noticed that some of those students at the 
conservatory actually uh, participate in church services. Absolutely, and it's been a blessing. It's a blessing as a church member there to hear and see their talents, but also a way for us to meet them and to get to know them and their family and where the situations in their life. And then Pastor Krause is able to then meet with them and help them in those times. Mm -hmm. Now, Nathan, this is totally outside of the normal box. You're, you're, you're having music lessons, a conservator of music at the church. The church building still use some for mm -hmm. classrooms, mm -hmm. so it's very much multi-use space. And tell me about opportunities that God has provided for you to minister to families in the community as a result of, of this uh, only There, there this have prep. been many over the years, and it's a privilege for me, but one that I'm thinking of happened recently. On a particular day, I performed a funeral service in the morning, for our church member and then a wedding in the afternoon and then at the wedding got the news that another church member had passed during the night. Um, so it was a very full day and at the reception I got a text that a particular uh, one of the parents of a child in our school who's not a member of our church was in the hospital emergency room. They thought he was having a heart attack. Uh, young guy actually and it was very concerning. So. I could have looked at it and said, man, I've had a full day already. I don't, I don't need this. But I saw it as an opportunity because these are people that have become part of our, our social network there at the church and school. They, their child was enrolled. They'd been there for a few years. And just one more opportunity to say, hey, I want to be there with you in your time of need. And I went straight from the, the reception to the emergency room. And um, they had another crisis going on in their life at that time. In addition to that, that was ongoing, that I'd been ministering to them through that. Um, I just see it as a great opportunity. To, when God calls us to ministry, He doesn't call us within borders or boundaries. Wherever there's a need, we can minister. And so the school and the have, conservatory have opened up more opportunities for ministry. It's Jamie, really you mentioned that, that there are not only uh, Christians from other churches in the area, but also uh, families with no Christian background at all. Mm -hmm. So what do you tell them about the school when they come and what can they expect if they want their child to come. I know you have high academic standards and mm -hmm. you have uniforms and <laughs> etiquette and all of those things, but clearly a Christian school. So what do you tell those uh, families? As those families come through, we really focus on what we believe was Christ's mission on this earth, and that is to reach out in love to everyone. It doesn't matter what religion you are, Christian, non-Christian, God has created each one of us and each of us are his children. And that's what we try and instill in our students, that love of others. And when we love others, we act in service towards them. So we try and get the kids actively involved in the community. They picked up a ton of trash for the uh, local park and, you know, <laughs> you know, things to get them. They're singing at nursing homes and working in community preschools, you know, just getting them involved in the community and the community sees them and they are making those connections. Yeah. Very inspiring. Now, have you ever had anyone that said, I, I don't like the fact that you're you're so much like the love of God. Um, does that offend anyone? I remember many years ago, there was a kindergarten student whose parents enrolled him because they liked what they saw happening at the school, the high-level academics and, and the, the quality of education. But they were not Christians. The father was an atheist. The mother was an agnostic. And they said, nonetheless, we want our child here because of the good program. After one year of kindergarten, they said, we're taking him out because every night he comes home talking about God and Jesus. Well, we might have said, you know, that's unfortunate, but we saw ourselves as uh, meeting the need and actually accomplishing. If, if a child is coming to our school and they go home every night talking about God and Jesus' love for them, 
we've accomplished something that we were trying to do there and seeds were planted in that one year of opportunity in the child's life. So unapologetically Christian, Absolutely. Uh, definitely committed to revealing the love of God, even in the way you relate to the children. Mm. And uh, you've seen God work in some amazing ways. Uh, it's really quite remarkable. We're going to talk after the break. Uh, what, what could that look like in other communities? What are some lessons you've learned uh, in this amazing journey, 11 years from being a start, starting teacher to now principal? And there are some exciting things you're going to be doing, actually, in terms of expanding your complex. What are some lessons that you've learned that would be helpful to our viewers, could bless their lives and their communities? We're glad you joined us for Ministry in Motion today. I'm, I'm excited about some lessons because we've seen a miracle here and it's still going on. But what could it look like in your community if you caught a vision of what God wanted you to do? Not your plan, God, please bless it, but God's plan way beyond what you imagined that could impact families in your community. We hope you'll stay tuned We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, ministering to children in your community. Uh, joining us again, our co-host, Anthony Kent. Thanks, Derek. It's been a fascinating discussion, hasn't it? It, it really has. And Jamie yes. and Nathan, you've been a great guest. Uh, Jamie Walker, principal of Only Prep, and Nathan uh, Krause, pastor of that church. Actually, Nathan, you started out part-time pastor, part-time teacher. Yes, I did. So what was it like for you to see this miracle of God, this little church with a, a tiny school grow into a, a great witness in the Only community? It was exciting, and you know, the, I think the pastor and teacher gifts go well together anyway, so I had the privilege of ministering through teaching to the upper graded, uh, grade six through eight, actually, those children. The first years that I was pastoring there, I was also teaching the Bible classes, and it was great. I loved it, and, the, and through the students, of course, then you get to know families, and your um, opportunities for ministry just opened greatly. Now, it's interesting. Someone would say, well, if you invest so much energy in a Christian school, and, and not just for the children in the church, but the whole community, the church isn't going to have all of the time needed for the, to grow. But, but the church has also grown as the school's grown. Yeah, we could focus all our attention on just what we want to do as a church or ministering to our own families. But every time we step outside of that box and just go broader, it comes back in multiple blessings to us. Mm. I think God really wants us to reach people wherever they are. That's what it's all about. Anthony, as you've been listening, question come to your mind about this miracle. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, it's a phenomenal story that you've, you've been a part of and that God's blessed you with. But I'm sure there's been one or two challenges along the way, and one of which is probably finances. And I was just wondering, how, how have you negotiated these? Because there, there may be churches... That, that are thinking, well, we'd love to get into this children's ministry, but we don't have all the money that Only Church has. Yeah. So is Only Church blessed with some wealthy donors or something like that? What's, what's your story? Let me start, and then I think Jamie can speak more to that. But um, when I came, the church was actually carrying a heavier burden for the school than we, maybe burden's not the right word, but we were investing heavily. Um, and then the school grew to the place where it could just carry that on its own. So I think um, it's important for churches to know when you do that, you're helping create something that's going to grow and, and become self-sufficient. 
Right. We've adjusted over the years, is what I'm saying. Jamie, Thanks, what man. have you learned as you've uh, you've been first-time teacher straight out of college, now principal? I understand you've got a major expansion program in the works. Uh, what have you learned about the finances and trusting God through the growth? I, I think it goes back to we can't ask God to bless what we want to do. We have to see what God has in store for us. And sometimes huge steps of faith have been taken at, at our church and our school where we're not always necessarily sure where the money's going to come from. But every time God has delivered and we're again getting ready, as you just mentioned, to expand and, and have a new building. And, you know, we're excited at what God will do with that. We get to grow the, the age range of the children we can service and add a pre-K. And, you know, it's just amazing what God can do if we let him lead and not try and just bless our leadership. If I can just add on to that, you know, we haven't had the greatest facilities, if we're honest about that. We've had um, temporary buildings. We've had um, using the sanctuary for a classroom. We've had every possible corner of the church being used for, for classroom instruction. So it hasn't been, you know, a church shouldn't say, we don't have the facilities to make this happen. We used what we had. People would come. There were other schools actually in the community who had gymnasiums, which we didn't, um, all kinds of facilities that are grand and fabulous, but they've chosen our school because they saw what our vision was for children. You know, Derek, it's encouraging to hear that, isn't it? It really is. It's really wonderful. Jamie, uh, people are watching this program, maybe not thinking, I need to start a school, but, but I want to see what God's vision is for reaching out to the community. What are some lessons that you've learned through the years that could apply to, to any area of ministry in the community? Probably the first would be pray. Nothing should be done without prayer and consultation with Christ because, again, if he's the leader, we've got to know what, what his plan is, what is his guidance. And then second is never be afraid to dream big. You know, whether that's when you start construction, when you're going to open, whatever it might be, never be afraid to dream big and, and it will happen and God will be there. And then I would also say surrounding yourself with excellent people like Pastor Krause and all the other people that we work with, everyone God has brought into our school and into our church has a, a specific purpose and has a different components about them that help complete our team. And without those people and the people, the right timing of those people coming in, none of this would have been possible. Yeah. God is I think is when blessed. you dream big, like you're talking about, we cast a, uh, we cast a vision that was, um, caught, people caught on to that and got excited mm -hmm. about it. And so when you have a clear direction, this is where we're going, this is what our vision is, people were attracted to it. And then you ask people, you first start with your mm -hmm. prayer and asking Christ, but then you ask people, would you like to get on board with this? And they do come. And it's not just people in your church. People in the community say, I like what I see here and I can invest time, resources, money, whatever it may be. You know, it reminds me of what Chip Ingram says in his book, Good to Great in God's Eyes. He talks about bringing our dreams into alignment with God's dreams. That's kind of what you were saying, uh, Jamie. Uh, God, what are your dreams for the community? Uh, Nathan, what lessons have you learned? You've, you've been teacher pastor and now full-time pastor, but you're seeing the church flourish and the school flourish. What lessons have you learned that might be a blessing to other pastors in ministering to their communities? I think um, keeping a vision on the big picture, that it's not just about um, growing our church and focusing only on that, because quite honestly, there have been some times when there's been some frustration 
You know, sometimes church members feel like, oh, the school's taking over our church, or look at the marks on the wall, or whatever. <laughs> um, well, when you've got 100 kids running in and out of the building every day, that is normal. That will happen. But looking at the, all the blessings and saying, hey, this is a ministry. What greater place to reach people for, for Christ than when they're young like that? Um, so that's, that's the thing that I think pastors need. To, that's been my um, challenge. I've had to remind myself, what's the bigger picture? Mm -hmm. Let's not get caught up on these little things. And then um, working together as a team, I think it's important that the pastor and the teacher are able to both share the vision together and cooperate in that. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. It's been a great inspiration. And perhaps while you've been watching the program, you've been thinking, what does this mean for my, my ministry? What does this mean for my community? What are the dreams that God has for you to bring your dreams into alignment with His dreams and have the courage, as Jamie said, to, to go beyond your safety zone and make a difference for God? We'd love to hear from you. You can go to our website at ministryemotion.tv. Send us some feedback there. We'd like to hear your story. If you've been a part of seeing God work as your dreams came into alignment with His dreams, we can learn from each other. I want to thank you, Jamie thank Walker, you. Nathan Krauss. Thanks for thank being you. here today. It's been very inspirational. And I want to thank you for joining us for Ministry in Motion today. And I pray that you would take some principles you've learned. Prayer, surrounding yourself with good people, having the courage to think big. God wants to use you to make a difference in the lives of those around you. Amen.